When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, fight fans! Sean Bastel from BTR Boxing Podcast. Just before we get into the episode. We just need to give a quick shout out to the sponsors for the podcast, Bear Attack Boxing. Now you need to go over and check out their high quality boxing gloves. They're even in Boxing Monthly in the past two months on a row. Get in there, check it all out. Check the brilliant quality products that they're doing. Great boxing gloves, great sparring gloves, different sizes, different colours. You know the score. Go and have a look at them, www.bearattackboxing.co.uk. Follow them, Bear Attack Boxing, on Instagram, on Facebook, at Attack Boxing on Twitter. Go and check out them high-quality boxing gloves. And just before we get into this episode, I just want to tell you guys to go over and subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Podbean, Stitcher, Player FM, TuneIn, Spotify, YouTube, we're everywhere. If you are subscribed to us already, please go over and leave us a rating because it really helps us get up that independent podcast ranking. And it is a very difficult job when you're not backed by the likes of Sky or the BBC or any of the great media outlets that are out there so please go over give us a rating share it with your friends on facebook tag us in it we'll be running some competition soon please get over there and subscribe leave a rating leave a review it really all helps enjoy the episode fight fans
Welcome Fight Fans to another episode of BTR Boxing Podcast with me, your host Sean Basto, here to talk through the weekend's boxing. So it's going to be a weekend preview show, quite a few shows going on this weekend that I want to touch on. As always, some topical, debatable subjects to discuss about the world of boxing and what's been going on this week in boxing. And obviously just going to be looking forward to the next couple of weeks as well. So it'll just be me on today's episode of got no special guests or any other co-hosts on the show today as i've addressed earlier uh jordan yield will be back in the next couple of weeks and i'm looking forward to getting jordy back on the show and resuming some of our great episodes which we're covering over the course of the past six months so Let's get into the meat of this episode then. So today we're going to be discussing what's going on this weekend first and foremost. And As you know, there's going to be a few shows on this weekend that are going to be quite interesting and some quite interesting fights on there, so I'm really excited to talk about them. But I wanted to start with what's on the boxing schedule for this weekend. For Friday, which is tomorrow, we've got the MTK show, which is up in Glasgow, which Greg Doyle's going to cover for us for Eat, Sleep, Boxing, Repeat. So I'm glad to be able to sort of say we've got somebody covering that show there and we're going to be able to provide some social media coverage of what's going down at that particular show in Scotland. But I also wanted to take the moment really to address the fact that I put a post out about a week ago or so on Eat Sleep Boxing Repeats Twitter facebook and instagram pages and it was to get more writers to join the team and more people to join eat sleep boxing repeats team as we look to continue our rise in the boxing media world and i've got to say i'm absolutely blown away by the response and the fact that we've got four or five new writers for the team now who will also be looking to interview a lot of the fighters that are out there so if you are a fighter who listens to this particular podcast and you've listened to like the ones to watch series that I've done, if you want to get an interview with any of my guys, please just drop me a message on social media at Sean Basto ESPR, Eatsley Boxing Repeat and all the social media channels. You can contact us on the BTR Boxing Pod social media channels too so it's a great opportunity for all these writers and they're in the position i was in nearly two years ago when i first started getting into the boxing media game and you know it was difficult because i didn't really have a clue where to start and what sort of contacts to to get into obviously i felt like i had a really really good knowledge base for boxing and you know having dabbled a little bit in the sport myself you know in previous times I felt like you know I could bring something to, to to the media side, and you know it was difficult getting into it at first, getting a few contacts in the game, and also try and determine as well who's actually genuine and who's not, because that is very very difficult to determine in the media industry. Because I don't come from a journalism background, however, I've always been great at writing and I've always been good at telling a story. So I always felt like that would be something for me to get into and and that's where it all sort of started for me. But it's hard to determine who is genuine and who isn't in this game because there's people out there that are absolutely fantastic, wonderful people and, you know, a few of the guys on my team, uh, you know, all of my team, uh, you know, are really, really great people in their own way and, you know, it's really great that I've got this team of people on, on side really but at the beginning it was difficult to determine who was genuine and, and who was not because you kind of feel like you're giving your all for somebody and people take advantage of your good nature 
and that's the difficulty within the boxing media industry is you feel like you're giving a lot to, to individuals whether it be promoters or fighters or, or other media journalists and sometimes they just don't appreciate it and they just want to use you for what you can provide them to further their career which happens in day-to-day life and I just wanted to address these little things because obviously we've been having a load of new writers now and these guys just starting out or they've started out and they've been writing for other websites I just wanted to you know really congratulate them and thanking them for joining this particular team because we feel like we're you know we're on the rise and we might never be able to get to the levels of some of the bigger outlets out there because we don't have the financial backing that they all do, which leads me nicely on to another subject before I get into the analysis for the weekend. I wanted to give businesses uh, a call out really and say, if you're looking to expose your brand to even bigger audiences, then Eat Sleep Boxing Replete is the place to do it. On average, every month, we've got over 500,000 social media users checking us out and checking the stuff out that we deliver to social media. We've also been getting to 2.4 million, that's right, 2.4 million YouTube users over the past 12 months. So although we might not have this massive you know, subscriber rate or this massive following on social media, what we're doing is obviously being enjoyed and retweeted and shared and all the rest of it across social media. So I'm really, really happy that we get into this point. So any businesses, any companies out there that are looking for this level of exposure, then please get in contact with me on all the social media handles. I'm really excited to, to keep this brand moving forward. And I do believe that within two or three more years of doing what we do, that you know we'll be a real recognised player in the game. And it's difficult because there is a lot of other people that want to do what we do now. And there's a lot of other people trying to start their own channels up. And absolute 100% respect to you for, for, for doing what you do and trying. And some of them will do really, really well. And some of them will just sort of fade away when they realise it's really, really hard work. Very hard work, especially when you've got family and work-life commitments to deal with as it is. It's very difficult to get this going. And the ones that do survive and do stick around are the ones that are really passionate about the sport and and continue to, to deliver on all levels. So any businesses out there that want to sponsor us, that want to support us financially to help us grow to that next level and in return get all this fantastic exposure, get in contact with us for more information and I'll be happy to sit down and discuss it with you. So, we've got all this out of the way now. Let's get in to the weekend. I touched on the fact there's an MTK show tomorrow night in Glasgow at the Emirates Arena. That's going to be good. Obviously, we've got some great fighters on there. We've got Michael McGurk, who's 11-0, and and Kieran Smith, who's 13-0, and both in action on this particular card. You've got the likes of Lewis Benson, Ian Butcher, the return of David Brophy on this card as well. Nathaniel Collins and Craig Morgan and Jack Turner all on the card, and also Reese McFadden. So there's quite a lot of fighters on that card, and I think it'll be a really good show. And MTKR putting really good shows on, and over the past 18 months we've watched them rise as we've risen, and we've seen how they've progressed with their shows and their events, and they're getting better and better as time goes on, and you know we're really proud to, to be able to go to these shows and, and be a part of these great events. So really looking forward to that. 
this weekend. Uh, it's not me that's attending, it'll be Greg Doyle, but I'm really looking forward to seeing, obviously, what goes on at the show. It's going to be live on IFL's channel, so you'll be able to catch it on there. But going into the main part then, and the what I would say is more for the casual audience, is talking about the, the, the bigger events that are happening over the weekend in the UK. And I think the first one, really, that I'd like to discuss is the Matchroom Boxing Show, where Charlie Edwards defends his WBC title against Angel Moreno. Now, we all know the Charlie Edwards story. We've seen him fail to get a world title in, what was his 10 for 11 fight? And then we've seen him capture the WBC title in his last fight in what was a brilliant fight and a really well-rounded performance from Charlie. And... I am genuinely, genuinely happy for the guy that he is now at this level where he's able to go out there, call himself a world champion. And the fact that obviously his mum, bless her, you know, she'd had cancer, which is, I've said before, affects pretty much everybody. You know, one in two people, they say now, can potentially get it over the course of a lifetime. So it's scary and it's scary that it's it's somebody that you know or it's scary that it's a family member and, and, and the fact that he had to go through that with his own mum and you know he failed the first time in his world title attempt and to be able to go back the second time with that world title obviously meant a lot to him and there's a great video that's been done by the uh, the Hook media company that I've put that out and sent it to us and we've stuck it on our website actually it's a really really good video to watch and kind of really hits home especially for people you know that are very family orientated about how much it means to people so this fight for him this this first defense of the WBC title is it's going to mean a lot to him to be able to go out there in front of his fans and deliver and be able to come back again with that title Angel Moreno we you know I don't think people really know too much about him, he's mainly fought the majority of his career uh, in Spain, which is where he is based in Madrid. And the the, the sort of notable wins on his record uh, is for Christian Navarras. If anybody knows Christian Her- Her- uh, Navarras, and really, that's it's difficult to say who else on his record that that as, as a casual audience or casual listeners, you know, you might really not know. So I'm not going to sit here and list off his record, but. Charlie Edwards' resume is is better <laughs> than Angel Moreno's, so I'm expecting this fight for Charlie to be uh, a tough fight, and I think Angel Moreno will come at him. From what I've seen of Moreno, he will come at him, he will give him a stern test, but I think Charlie Edwards has shown he's got the ability. When he sticks to that game plan, he can outbox a lot of opponents. Now, he got his win uh, in his last fight against Christopher Rosales, which was a, an absolute fantastic victory for him. A great, grinded out, gritty little win that he got. Uh, you've got to remember, when he went for the first time for for, for a world title against Casimiro, he, he seemed out of his depth. He seemed, you know, he wasn't ready for it at that time. And then as he came back and he's got the victories uh, over the likes of people like Ian Butcher, who we were talking about earlier, Craig Derbyshire, Ricky Little, Anthony Nelson... And then he got his victory over Christoph Rosales. That's really now put him in good stead for a fight against Moreno. And he's got the great experience that he needs to progress forward. And, you know, I really, really have warmed to him as a fighter. And I, I do genuinely want to see him become successful. And I think a, a win here on his defence will, will really start to set him up for another good fight in, in the flyweight division should he decide he wants to go further 
you know, in in the flyweight division before he decides potentially to to move up. If you've got to look at who else is around in the flyweight division, I mean, Andrew Selby, he's actually fighting this weekend. You know, he's an interesting an interesting fight. He's eleven and zero, so that could be a potential domestic style fight down the line. But the the Tanaka Kosai Tanaka is the number one rated fighter in the world in the flyweight division so that, that's also something for Charlie to aim towards but I do see him grinding out a points victory over Moreno on Saturday so I expect that that's what's going to happen and I think it will be uh, a decent display from, from Edwards and I think we'll we'll get another step on his career ladder also on this card two other great fights I'm looking forward to the first one being Joshua Boatze and Liam Conroy for the vacant light heavyweight title which was held by Callum Johnson and obviously Johnson's still pushing back to that world title level we want to see a new British light heavyweight champion now Boatze is the one that has been favoured heavily in this one nobody is giving Liam Conroy a chance in this one and to a degree I can understand why they're not really giving Liam much of a chance because they look at Liam and they say a 16-3 and fighter who, when he stepped up against the bigger fighters and the bigger names at the time, he's lost. So understandably, people are going to go for the former Olympian, the 9-0 and prospect who's looking like he can hang at world level already in Joshua Boatze. And I totally understand why, but I just need to remind people that Liam Conrad can actually punch people and hurt them. And people forget that about Liam. People forget that he's actually an accomplished fighter himself already and he's been in the trenches and I don't think Boatze's seen them trenches as yet and that's what we're hoping you know that Liam can bring him into that level and, and, and get more of a more of a performance out of Boatze if Boatze is to move forward to the next level then he's got to do a number on Liam Conroy if he doesn't lumber on Liam Conroy and becomes British champion then people are really going to start to get on that bandwagon of Boatze's and start to really push forward with his career. So I am interested to see how this one goes down. I've met Liam, I've interviewed Liam a few times, he's a great guy. You know, I don't I don't want him to lose, but I do suspect that Boatze might just be too good for him on the night. And I think is going to be your new British light heavyweight champion come Saturday night. Another fight on the card in the Cruiserweight division, which has got the Cruiserweight British title and the Cruiserweight Commonwealth title both on the line. As the source, Lawrence Acola goes in against Wadi Camacho. Macho Camacho, the man that just keeps coming back. He's like a bad smell, isn't he? In the nicest way possible. He just keeps coming back for more. He gets himself to these southern area title levels and domestic title levels. Gets beat, goes back down, wins a couple of fights, comes back up. And now he's got a chance against Acolai here to, to upset this particular apple cart. And Acolai's not really won over the fans as such yeah I would say I think the casual audience and even myself I've not really been won over by him because I feel at times his style in the ring is so sloppy and so messy to watch that he's going to struggle to win fans over I think the first few fights in his career when he was knocking people out he knocked in the, in the first four fights. He knocked all his opponents out, and that's when you think to yourself, "Yeah, this guy's great." And then he knocked out another two opponents. So within seven fights, he's knocked out what six, seven, seven of his opponents or something like that. I think it was within nine fights. Looking at his record here, and then even when he beat Watkins by knockout, that was great. And then he's had these two real bad stinker fights against Isaac Chamberlain and Matty Askin, and, and both of them 
were on big stages. One of them he headlined, and the second one was on the undercard of an Anthony Joshua fight, which I think was a perfecting fight last year. They stunk the place out, and that was the problem. When you get fights like that, people, I think, remember fights more for the negative side of things when you stink the place out like that. I think it's just his style. I think the style of fighting that he is, he, he can make them fight as messy when he needs to. And that's what Bernard Hopkins was like at times. He could be a very messy, scruffy fighter. You know, people didn't like that style of a fight. It wasn't entertaining as a fight fan to watch. However, it was effective in what he was doing. And that's, I suppose, at the end of the day, when you think about it, as, as the fighter and as the, the trainer in the corner, sometimes it doesn't really matter how you get that win as long as you get that win. And whilst we might sit here and go, oh, here we go again, another stinky fest from McColi, actually... He's getting the job done. He's getting the job done in fashion. Yeah, he's not the fashion we want to see, but he's doing it. With Wadi Camacho, I, I do struggle to see how Wadi's going to be able to overcome the adversity that's going to come from Ecoli. I think Ecoli, you know, he's got that reach advantage. He has clear power, and I think we've seen in the past people like Arthur and Iqbal has, has shown that, you know, he can be knocked out quite handily people like Craig Kennedy's knocked him out in the past Stephen Simmons knocked him out in the past so yeah, all your money really is going to go on Ecoli and you're not going to get any great odds if you're a betting man because Ecoli is going to be the heavy favourite to win it but sometimes in boxing you just never know and I'm not trying to completely big up Camacho here I just think you can't completely write the guy off because you never know what will happen on the night but if you're going to bet your house on it, you're probably going to bet it on a call like getting a victory and probably a stoppage victory at some point in the fight as well. So they're, they're two great fights there on the card. And then you've got the likes of Jason Quigley, the middleweight. He's 15-0. He's on this card. Sean McGoldrick, 7-0. The debut of Shannon Courtney, who <laughs> social media are absolutely raving about as one of the most attractive female boxers that they've seen, which I, you know, I'm not going to lie. She is quite an attractive-looking female boxer. Not that there isn't others out there, but, you know, she does look the part, to be fair. And then you've got Lewis Sirrett and Tom Ansel on this card as well. So people, have, including myself, have criticised the quality of the UK shows because all the money is going into the, the, the USA shows of Matchroom. This is not a bad show. This is not a bad show. Uh, I just forgot as well, Lewis Ritson, he's also on this card as well. It's not a bad show. I think you've got three fights on there. Edwards, Boazzi and Ecoli's fights that probably make up the show, really. When you look at the rest of the card, it is prospect against journeyman, essentially. I think that's what you would probably say. I mean, Lewis Ritson's fighting a guy who's 21-3. I wouldn't say that's a journeyman, but... You think of like the other fights that are on the card, and 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 really, they are more sort of prospect versus journeyman. But them three particular fights for me will will make up the quality of this particular show. And you know, it is free. We ain't paying for it. It is on Sky. But the thing is, is I've said this last week. They're spreading themselves really thin, and it does affect the UK shows. But this, they've got three guys on the card here that are not four guys on the card. Sorry, that are not bad fighters that we know of that are doing well so it'll be good to see how they all get on and I think it will be an interesting an interesting show and an interesting outcome to some of these fights and also on the same night 
Frank Warren Promotions get their show on in Leicester at the Leicester Arena. So this has been a bit of a show uh, which has been up, up and down and played with, you know, people pulling out and people coming in and in particular Nathan Gorman's fight in the heavyweight division. He's had two changes and now we're finally getting him in against the durable and former guest of our show, Kevin Kingpin Johnson. He's travelling over there and uh, I messaged him today funnily enough and he said he was travelling and he's, he's coming over there last minute to fight Nathan Gorman to give Nathan Gorman some rounds and again if you're a betting man you'd probably want to see a 12 round fight here a points win for Gorman on this particular one the main event for this particular card is Sam Bowen defending his super featherweight British title against quite a late replacement in Jordan McCorry from Scotland and Mick Kane and one of our new writers did a little interview with Jordan if you want to go and check that out on Eat Sleep Boxing with Pete's channel before the show good little interview from him there and good insight into Jordan's mindset before this fight on paper it's a Sam Bowen win in my mind it's a Sam Bowen win I struggle to see how only having a couple of weeks notice for this particular fight is going to go in the favour of McCorry the pressure's not really on him but Sam Bowen at the moment is looking really really good and I think I think he's going to be, you know, a potential fighter that's going to move to the European level very soon if he keeps dispatching of opponents, you know, in the way he does. We've also got 10-0 Sam Maxwell on the card, 9-0 CJ Challenger on this particular card, Leon Woodstock, uh, Troy Williamson, Willie Hutchinson, Tommy Fury, got Mark Chamberlain, Ryan Hatton and Callum Blockley making up that particular card, uh, which is on BT Sport. So... In terms of the UK shows there this weekend, if you look at what we've got, it's it's not a big bill. There's no major, major names on there. We've got one world champion in Charlie Edwards defending his title. A lot of it is very, very much domestic. So you've got to look at it from that perspective. You, you, you get what you get, really, with these shows. You get a couple of good fights out of the shows, and, and that's it. I mean, again, on paper, even on Frank Warren's, it's very much a matched show for Prospect versus Journeyman. Apart from, for me, on Frank Warren's, we've got CJ Challenger, Kyle Haywood, both undefeated, which usually when you get two undefeated fighters going in, it's, you know, it's quite an interesting one. But other than that, I can't really see much else on that particular card that I've talked about where I feel like you know I'm going to really be hyped up for it because I'm not, I'll be honest. I'll be honest, I love my boxing. I love to see guys develop, but it's hard when, you, when you're constantly watching Prospect versus Journeyman. It does become a bit laborious at times. Also in the UK this weekend black flash promotions have got a very very small card on uh, the hilton hotel in manchester which features marcus morrison ryan robertson and local middleton lad kildare ward and then we've got goodwin promotions at the york hall with ramaz mahmood making his return to the ring uh, john jonathan palata david abraham florian marku Brad Pauls, who's going to be in the Ultimate Boxer Tournament, which we'll talk about later, and Curtis Felix Jr., all on that particular card as well. Uh, and Bob, I just saved back in action this weekend as well on the 23rd. Uh, Doncaster Race Course, a VIP promotions show there. So we've got all them UK shows sort of boxed off there now, and, and obviously I've covered off the shows mainly watch people will be will be watching this weekend in terms of boxing and, and who they're looking forward to seeing and you know what the progress they want to see out of the fighters if you're looking at what we've got over in the usa we've got jesse magdaleno against rico ramos 
and we've got Kubrat Pulev against Bogdan Dinu, which is a heavyweight fight on the top rank card over in America in the early hours of Sunday morning. So I think people will will probably want to tune in to, to see how Pulev does actually, because a lot of people are saying, you know, potentially Pulev's maybe the fourth best heavyweight in the world behind the likes of Fury, Joshua and Wilder. I don't know what people make of that comment, whether they agree, whether they don't. But Pulev is, is very, very highly ranked and highly rated, having only that one defeat to Vladimir Klitschko a few years ago. So they're really the main fights and the main cards on uh, across the board this weekend. And I think I wanted to use the rest of the show, as always, to sort of touch on some of the topical, more debatable stuff that's going on at the moment and it's perfect opportunity to talk about it and just before i do just a big shout out actually to good right hander and their podcast again if you've not already checked it out please go and go and share the love with them because they've got some great topical debates going on and they don't consider themselves to be the most knowledgeable boxing heads in the world but actually they, they create some great debates and it's definitely worth subscribing and listening to as a fellow podcast so Let's get into to the one I wanted to discuss, and I think let's start on a good topical debate. Then Let, <laughs> we've had race rants in the past couple of episodes. Let's talk about homophobic rants in this one. So you've probably all seen Adrian Broner's video. You know, when you think of an Adrian Broner video, you think of controversy. You think of an idiot making idiotic comments, and yet again, he's made more idiotic comments uh, and homophobic comments towards gay people and homosexual people. And uh, basically, he's saying he wants them to stay away from him, and he doesn't like him. And you know, God, how many times are we going to go down this route with Mr. Broner? Because I tell you what, this guy, if if he didn't draw the money in that he does over in America I think by now you know people would have just completely forgotten about him blackballed him, just got rid of the guy nobody wants to see him in boxing but I think in America he draws quite a lot of attention and the money comes with that attention and the promoters want the money and they want the attention whether it good or whether it bad, they want that attention and they know he's going to bring the money but the guy's just... Oh, he's a total dickhead, isn't he? Well, I mean, seriously, this guy needs some sort of mental help. For him to be going round and just completely slandering people, you know, the way he is because of their sexuality, is is ridiculous. And, you know, I've personally, I've never cared about it. I've ne- it's never bothered me. You know, I've, I've never really looked at it and gone, oh, two gay guys kissing, oh, no... I've been out in Manchester into the gay village and you know what, it doesn't bother me whatsoever the fact that men like to grab other men and men like to kiss the men. That's just not the way I'm inclined. But other people are. Other people are that way inclined and and fair play, that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. I've got nothing against them doing it. You know, that's just life. That's just the way life is. Some people are gay, some people are not. It's as simple as that. But to go out there and just completely slander people publicly like that and put it out there on your social media channel is just totally idiotic and I just don't understand why people why people give the guy the attention in the first place because that's why I think a lot of the time he does it because he's getting the attention and this is the unfortunate part of social media and celebrities is they've got this outlet to be able to spout this shit out that people sometimes lap up and love it 
and people like me who just sit here and go, oh, you fucking wanker. Why have you done this? What a waste of talent this man is. What a waste of talent he is, honestly. Anyway, let me move on from that. I don't want to spend too much time talking about him. Complete idiot. This week in boxing then, we've had Lucien Boutte retiring, finally, uh, after his last knockout defeat to Ildir Alvarez in February 2017. He's decided to hang him up, finally. And to be honest with you, I'm glad he has, because you want to see boxers retire with their health intact and I think at the end of his career Butte after having that absolute slobber knocking from Carl Froch in 2012 he's just really never been the same fighter since he, he gave DeGale a good go I've got to admit that when DeGale fought him a couple of years ago but never been the same since that and you know he's getting knocked out of people left right and centre and I think it's the right time to call it a day to be honest with you also this week what else have we got that's been going on <laughs> Marcus Maidana now that's an interesting conversation Maidana has been putting social media posts out since he retired looking about 15, 16 stone with the most ridiculous looking clothes on with the money that he earned from the two Floyd Mayweather fights that he had but something has lit a rocket under his arsehole because he's decided to start losing weight and he's going to get back in the ring and he's going to sign with top rank I think and apparently they're looking at a June return and they're looking at around £152, £153 uh, before getting him down to the welterweight division back at 147 When he first returned to the gym, it was reported that he was £215 and he's now currently at £190. So, you know, I've got to give him props for, for losing a couple of stone, first of all. And the fact that he's planning to, to come back. Now, either he's spent all that Mayweather money and he wants to come back for that reason, or he genuinely, genuinely feels like he's got a passion and desire to be back in the boxing ring. I'm thinking more along the lines of he's maybe starting to run out of money and sources of income. Because, I mean, what else has he got going on outside of boxing now which brings him an in income? I mean, I don't know, I'm not his accountant and I don't know what his financials are, but if he hasn't got anything else or a backup plan or a plan B, then eventually living that type of lifestyle, your money's going to go, isn't it? So you're going to have to, at some point, you're going to have to start bringing some sort of income in and if he knows he can get back down and get some decent money for doing it, fair play to the lad for doing it. Not absolutely <laughs> nothing against him. I'd love to see him back. He was a great fighter. I wish he wouldn't have retired when he did because I thought like, maybe if he does come back now, we will have already seen his best years. Disappointing. If he doesn't come back the same way, and I'm not expecting him to come back the same way. Also then, let's go back to other things that are going on this week. Now, this is a very interesting topic which has come out today and been reported by various different Twitter people and Twitter journals today. DAZN USA are increasing their subscription price from 9.99 per month to 19.99 per month. So the existing customers can keep their old 9.99 rate for the next year but will then be charged 19.99 like new customers. And an alternative option they're presenting is to pay just under $100 and sign up for a whole year. I'm interested to see what people make of this, to be honest, because it came out at 9.99, it's been at 9.99 for the longevity of Dizon being around so far. And now all of a sudden they want to put the prices up. What do people think about that? That's what I want to know. 
looking at the general consensus of social media, people feel that this is not a bad thing because for the price of, what, £18 a month, when it does go up, you know, you're getting some brilliant, brilliant access to fight nights and you've got to think about it from a UK perspective, right? Think about the fact that, you know, nearly every month in boxing season you get a pay-per-view or sometimes even two and it's nearly 20 quid a pop. That's 40 quid. In America, they're getting like 40, 50, 60 quid for a pay-per-view and that's what they have to pay. And imagine if there's like two in the space of, you know, six weeks. It's a lot of money to be shelling out, isn't it, really, when you think about it? And I've always got me back up about them putting too many pay-per-views on per year and what justifies a pay-per-view card and what doesn't but I think this is still value for money either way now if you was to pay 99.99 for the year that works out to about 89.90 quid UK money so for a year think about how many fight nights you're going to get in that year you're probably going to get, what, 20 to 24 decent fight nights a year. And with the, the likes of Canelo and Golovkin and, you know, all the big names that they're getting to go on this network, break it down like that and break it down on a monthly basis and actually you're getting a really, really good deal. And I think this is uh, this is very good for, for, for fans of boxing. The only problem is it's not in the UK, <laughs> so that's a bit of an issue really unless you're uh, quite tech savvy and you use a virtual private network to sign in under a USA IP address and set yourself with a zone account up don't tell anybody I said that that came from somebody else but there is ways and means around it of course and it's brilliant, I think it's brilliant I genuinely do think it's brilliant and people might look at it and go oh fucking hell putting the price up already well, I'm not being funny, but you're getting a lot of fight nights recently. And they're going to be more and more being announced. And the more fighters they end up getting signed to that particular network, or with promoters that have got affiliations to that network, the more fight nights you're going to get over the course of a year. Just For me, it's not a bad thing at all. I think, I think people will buy into it. As long as they stick to a reasonable price for a good length of time, if they start putting it up like every year, then people are going to start to get pissed off and probably not end up paying for it. And that's where you, all your internet you know, piracy comes from and your streaming comes from because people just really can't afford it. It's as simple as that. But this is not a bad thing, I don't think. I think the interim, I think people will appreciate it and people will buy into it. But depending on how long they keep it that way for, we'll see we'll see how it goes on but I will be interested to hear what other people's thoughts are like I say the general consensus I've seen on social media is that people think it's good value for money as it stands at the moment with the signings that they're getting so other things going on this week uh, Tyson Fury's next fight is going to be fully announced apparently and it's not going to be Oscar Rivas which has been originally reported so a lot of people are going to be really really interested to see who he fights next because he is getting a lot of shit for the fact that he isn't fighting Wilder next after he said he wants Wilder next and that's the only way he can go because of the deal he's got now which links him to top rank there's a bit of a difficult situation with the networks which we've talked about previously so who do you want to see him fight next it's a nightmare this isn't it because <laughs> you know you're not going to get to see him fight who you want him to fight you know you're going to see Tyson Fury versus Sefer Safari 2 the rematch no, that's not, not, not what you want to see at all. But 
anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, another fight being talked about that I wanted to touch on was John Ryder. And it's been proposed that he's going to fight David Lemieux for the un- on the undercard of Canelo Jacobs in May. And the winner should get the mandatory to Callum Smith. So that should be good. That should be an interesting one. John Ryder, I think, deserves it. I think he's earned his shot at the WBA title. But he would be putting his WBA mandatory on the line against Lemieux. I think it'll be a good scrap. And hopefully John Ryder can get to Lemieux first before Lemieux gets to Ryder because they can both bang. They've proven that. But it's going to be... That's going to be a a gunfight of the OK Corral, as they say, I think, in this one. So is there anything else to, to talk about on this week's episode? So I've talked about the homophobic rant of Adrian Broner, talked about the zone stuff. <laughs> Actually, yeah, there is. There's, there's, there's the announcement of Josh Warrington and Kid Galahad uh, this week as well. Finally, it's been confirmed of what we've known for a while. That's happening. And I've not really got too much to say about it at this moment in time. I think my thoughts will probably get more animated nearer to the time it happens but it is happening in June in Leeds in Josh Warrington's hometown but obviously with Galahad coming from Sheffield I believe it's going to be an all Yorkshire derby so that'll be a good fight a good interesting fight a lot of people not really giving Warrington uh, Warrington Galahad much of a chance so we'll see what I wanted to really touch on this week (laughs) uh, was Anthony Yard's trainer slash manager Tunde Ajay I can't pronounce it right, Sunday, AJ. Basically, you've seen the interview, and if you've not, he's saying that his fighter, Anthony Yard, they are the A-side in a fight with Kovalev. What a load of horse shit. What, what a load of absolute shit that is. I mean, we've been talking about this this week with a few of the guys in our WhatsApp group about Anthony Yard, and the problem is... And the problem has always been is he's not for anybody that is legitimate. And until he does fight a legitimate world-level fighter before he gets a shot at a world title, he's not going to be given the, the the sort of chances by people, by fans. Fans are going to go sit there and go, although Kovalev looks like he's on the decline, he's actually still got enough in the tank to beat an Anthony Yard he was unproven and untested and that for me is the biggest problem with him at the moment also the fact that the camp seem a little bit deluded in the fact that they are the A-side when really Kovalev is the man that has been avoided in that division for such a long time and it's only because he suffered them defeats to Ward and, and obviously Alvarez that people including myself start to feel he's on the decline a little bit but a few of the guys in the WhatsApp group mentioned they feel he's still got enough in the tank. So, you know, I agree. I agree he has got enough in the tank to beat an Anthony Yard. But if Anthony Yard has got anything about him and we haven't seen it yet, this would be the perfect time for them to, to display it and to show people how good he really is, if he is that good that they're saying he is. So... We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's just I just find it hilarious when these types of things come out because you can't sit there and say that when you've got the guy who's the world champion and yet you're saying you are the A-side when you've not been proven at the world level yet. 
again, it's just sometimes it's just a little bit of delusion. I'm starting to think they are on the same deluded level as the Eubanks at times. Because, <laughs> because the, some of the stuff they come out with is either, you know, it's just too much overconfidence. It's just too much overconfidence, I think. Also, this week that I haven't touched on is Deontay Wilder's next fight has now been confirmed as Dominic Brazil. And Deontay Wilder, as always, making his making his comments and did he say something along the lines of you better sort your own funeral out or something like that I mean I don't know I can't see anything in front of me but I'm sure I've seen a tweet from somebody that mentioned in that presser because I've not watched the presser I'll be honest he mentioned something about something to do with the funeral in Brazil if that's true this is just on the sort of same level as, as bloody Brown of this he's basically talking about you know, in a roundabout way, killing his opponent, which I think is, yeah, it's great to, to, to hype up a fight and all the rest of it, but sometimes that's just a bit too far, and, and Tyson was the same, Tyson, when he when he fought Louis, that was ridiculous how he's like, saying he wants to eat his kids and, you know, biting a chunk out of his leg, and I mean, that was ridiculous, but sometimes, you, you know, he goes into this character, as he says, where he's in this persona of where he feels he's got to be this different guy. He's like James McAvoy in Split with all them personalities. Like That's his excuse for some of them comments. Don't agree with him personally. I don't think it sells a fight. I think the fight could sell itself alone with the right amount of, of, of press work being done. But that's finally been announced. So Brazil's getting his shot. A shot which I think Dillian White deserved more than Brazil. But... I can't really see Brazil giving him any problems, to be honest. Brazil is a tough, tough guy, and he's shown that against Joshua. He's shown that getting his his victories to lead him up to this this fight. But I don't think he's going to beat Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder's got too much power in them hands. And although some people class him as a limited fighter at times, as soon as he lands one of them shots, anybody's going down. Anybody who's anybody will go down off one of them shots. I don't care who you are. You're going down if he lands square on the chin. It's as simple as that for me. So that's finally been announced for May the 18th, which was the proposed day for the Fury rematch, which we were hoping to get. So it will be interesting. It will be interesting to see the build-up to it. They've got a bit of history between them. We, we've seen that in the past. So I am looking forward to that. I don't think Brazil's going to win. I think he'll give a, a tough account of himself for a, for a few rounds, but I think once Wilder lands, that's game over for me, to be honest with you. So I think I think that probably covers everything off to be honest with you for me. I don't think there's anything else that I wanted to cover in this week's episode, to be fair. But what I wanted to sort of touch on again really and I'll emphasize from from the start of the show is the the business side of things and obviously with each sleep boxing repeat having new writers and growing and reaching all these people across the world and having all this global reach now, I wanted to really call out to all businesses to to get in touch with us and you know we can offer you things we can offer you things like your banner on the website your logo in the youtube videos you know being announced on this podcast every week being introduced on each youtube video that we do you know it's it's all there there's lots of great advertisement we can give you for your company if you're willing to get in touch with us and you're willing to help us get to the level where we want to get with our brand and support our guys that are working hard and tirelessly to, to get this moving and pushing to that next level. Um, 
I'm just, just really, really, you know, thankful that we've been able to get support previously in the past from from other companies, and it's, you know, at the start of the show, you hear me with the message of Bear Attack Boxing, and you know, thankful for them. That you know, if it wasn't for them giving us the extra support we've needed, then we wouldn't have been able to get the additional things for this podcast that we wanted, like new microphones. We've got a Blue Yeti microphone now. We haven't got any of the. Uh, cheap condenser microphones that we was using before we've got some better equipment to do interviews with and to do the podcast with and we've been able to get the better artwork and a new little intro track as i've said before in the past so with all the support of companies like that you know it makes it very very difficult and, and a lot of the fees for running it come out of our own pockets and our own other hard-earned wages so you know we, we love what we do we want to continue to love what we do and we want to continue to build it and make it more of a full-time thing and start to look at doing some live events and start to look at doing the, the the bigger things that can be done in the podcasting world so anyone out there that wants to sponsor either the podcast or the eat sleep boxing repeat platform please give me a give me a call contact me me social media stuff's on there i'll be happy to talk to anybody you know about what we can do for you and i just want to also thank the fans the listeners to btr boxing podcast of course because without you guys you know we, we we'd just be recording a podcast like i am now and talking to a microphone on my own and knowing that nobody's listening to it but i know that we get a decent listen base and I'm really really pleased and really chuffed that people have stuck by us and I really appreciate each and every one of you for, for subscribing and listening and rating and I implore you to go and do that if you've not already done it if you're enjoying what I'm talking about and you're enjoying some of the other things that we do in the podcast series that we have then please show it show that appreciation by telling us on social media or by rating us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts or by telling your friends and quoting us in there saying this is a good podcast you know word of mouth is huge and especially now you've got social media to use that word of mouth that's what we expect and it's great you know guys like Simbox you know big shout out to them because they they sent stuff out about us as well and you know it's all really appreciated and I'm just sharing the love for for the good boxing accounts out there but that's it that's it for today's episode i hope you've enjoyed it i hope you've enjoyed some of the topical stuff if you've got any questions or you've got anything you want to fire over to me for the reaction show next week please get in touch it's at btr boxing pod and btr boxing podcast on facebook we have got an email address it's beyond the ropes boxing podcast at gmail.com go and check out all the articles on eat sleep boxing repeat give them a share support us support the cause we are truly truly independent podcasters and truly truly independent boxing media outlets so please get over there give us the support that we're looking for to get to that next level thanks fight fans see you next week Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.